Good afternoon and welcome to Treasures of the Heart. This is Pastor Lou Ann Youngman, and we are now in the middle of January. Many things this week, my friends, have happened. And, you know, we are moving forward. And even in our study in the book of Revelation, we too are moving forward. And I want you to um, continue to follow this because, I mean, we're, we're nearing the end um, of what is going to be forthcoming. So we're going to just finish up chapter 14 at, and we're at the end. We're like going to start at verse 17 and then we're going to go through chapter 15, which is really an introduction to chapter uh, 16. And chapter 16 is where we are going to see the final pouring out of God's wrath. So we've gone from the seals and we've gone through the trumpets and we've had interludes. Um, and, but now we are going to find in chapter 16, when we get there, there are going to be the bold judgments. And so, but we want to finish up 14. I want to read that with you in the book of Revelation, as well as we're going to get through chapter 15. Um, and so I'm, I'm going to probably be reading most of this to you because uh, it's going to propel us to get into chapter 16, which is which is huge. And so I want you to um, to know that. And, you know, uh, when we do get into to chapter 15, like, especially like verses 1 through 8, it, this is the preparation of getting ready to pour out God's wrath. So let's just go ahead and start to read. And I, I mean, I do hope all is well with you. I know it has been a very tumultuous week for a lot of different reasons. And there's lots of concerns and fears and yet people are still celebrating. And there's just this whole mix of emotions that are going on in the lives of people. And, and it's, you know, it's one day, you know, you're talking to someone and they're celebrating, you know, the transition of power and you're talking to someone else and they're never going to watch the news again because of the transition of power. Or you're talking to someone who's, um, you know, dealing with the COVID, the virus, and uh, and they're struggling and they have lost loved ones. I mean, even this week, there was a dear friend whose father passed away. And, um, you know, it's sad. It's sad days, you know. And you, so you talk to others who are struggling with how they're going to provide. And, and so there is a lot that is going on. And I don't want you to become discouraged. I don't want you to become depressed. I want you to remember to stay strong because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. And that you have, have been, if you believe in Jesus, you are sealed with the promise of the Father. And Jesus Christ is your Lord and the Holy Spirit is with you and walks with you and will teach you and show you. So let's depend today on the Holy Spirit. Let's just do that. Let's depend on the Holy Spirit and let's go through this reading in the book of Revelation. See what we can glean for today and uh, and just come and, and let's let's do this. So get your Bible if you're not driving. If you're at home, get a paper and a pencil just to be able to write some things down. So if you will do that, then I think then you can go back. And if you want to share something with someone else, you can do that. So let's look. Chapter 14, beginning with verse 17. And another angel came out of the temple, which is in heaven. And he also had a sharp sickle. And another angel, the one who has power over fire, 
came out from the altar, and he called with a loud voice to him who had the sharp sickle, saying, Put in your sharp sickle and gather the clusters from the vine of the earth, because her grapes are ripe. And the angel swung his sickle to the earth and gathered the clusters from the vine of the earth and threw them into the great winepress of the wrath of God. And the winepress was trodden outside the city, and blood came out from the winepress up to the horse's bridles for a distance of 200 miles. So this chapter 14 was full of, you know, talking about the lamb and and the and the 144,000 on Mount Zion and then you get the vision of the angel with the gospel, you know, and then you find we're they're now reaping the earth. The reapers have come. And so they're going to reap the earth. And now we get to a scene of heaven in chapter 15. So here's John. John is still getting this vision, right? This revelation of what is transpiring. And so here's another scene we're going to see of what's taking place in heaven in chapter 15. So let's continue. And I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels who had seven plagues, which are the last because of them in them, the wrath of God is finished. So here we're getting to that place, the end of the three or the end of the seven years of tribulation. So we're getting toward the end of that. And so here comes the final bowls of the wrath of God. This is how it's introducing them, right? Because this is God just pouring out and it's going to be finished these years. And, and we're going to see what's going to take place toward the end. So let's go on to verse two. And I saw, as it were, a sea of glass mixed with fire, and those who had come off victorious from the beast and from his image and from the number of his name standing on the sea of glass, holding harps of God. Now, this is really interesting because for the most part, I think at this end of the book of Revelation, uh, at this time, most of the believers have already been taken to heaven. Probably those if they remained long enough on the earth were martyred especially if they did not take and worship the beast, didn't take the number of the beast, didn't worship the beast, um, you know, the statue. So these ones that, um, that even though they were clear toward the end of the tribulation, you know, perhaps it just took them that long to realize how evil the beast, you know, was, how good God is. And then they decided that they would be much better with God in heaven than to be on earth with the beast. So they... They stayed true to God, and, and it's possible that, that they were martyred for not denouncing Christ, not taking the number. And so, but now we see that because they stayed faithful to the end, now they are on the um, sea of glass. And these harps are some like what? Guitars, okay? And there, verse 3 now says, they're singing the song of Moses, the bondservant of God, the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, O Lord God the Almighty, righteous and true are thy ways. Thou King of the nations, who will not fear, O Lord, and glorify your name? For thou alone art holy, for all the nations will come and worship before you. For thy righteous acts have been revealed. After these things, John says, I looked 
in the temple of the tabernacle of testimony in heaven was opened. And the seven angels who had the seven plagues came out of the temple clothed in linen, clean and bright, girded around their breasts with golden girdles. And one of the four living creatures gave to the seven angels seven golden bowls full of the wrath of God, who lives forever and ever. Verse 8. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power, and no one was able to enter the temple until the seven plagues of the seven angels were finished. Now, that's the end of chapter 15. It's an introduction to chapter 16, where we're going to see what these six bowls of wrath are, right? And so this is just the creatures giving the bowls to the angels. It's a preparation. So chapter 15 is preparing to get everything in place so that when we get to chapter 16, it's going to go quick. And those bowls of wrath are going to be poured out and they're going to be poured out quickly. So we have some time. Let's jump over to chapter 16. Let's read some of this. Uh, so we're just uh, going to be able to start next week in finishing up 16 because there is a lot that we need to talk about in, in this, this chapter. So in verse 16, 1, and John is saying, I heard a loud voice from the temple saying to the seven angels, Go, pour out the seven bowls of the wrath of God into the earth. And the first angel went and poured out his bowl into the earth, and it became a loathsome, loathsome and malignant sore upon the man who had the mark of the beast and who worshipped his image. Now, this is really important that we don't jump further right now. Let's look at this because, you know, the the beast, you know, and those that were worshiping the beast, they did great harm, right, to God's people. And now we're seeing that this wrath that God is pouring out now is going to be poured out upon those who followed the beast and are following the beast. So remember, the ones that are now in heaven standing on the sea of glass, victorious, because they overcame, they did not take the mark. They are no longer going to be eternally damned. They have eternal life with Jesus Christ. And they were now in heaven and they are victorious. They see that they have won because they did not follow the beast. Now, if you want to know why you don't want to follow the beast, because remember, he's going to look good on this earth. The Antichrist is going to be one who looks good. He has all the answers. He's bringing peace, but it is a false peace and people are going to be deceived and he is going to do that. Remember, the enemy can come as an angel of light. And even the very elect can be deceived if you do not know the word of God. If you do not know your God, and if you do not know how to hear the voice of God and to listen to the Holy Spirit. Remember, Jesus says, those who have ears to hear, hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Do you know? Can you hear? That's what we need to determine before we even get to this place. But now, here we are, and now we see why we don't want to follow the beast. Because when God's final wrath is poured out, after the beast has had his time, and God has seen that men who turned away from him to worship the beast, he has seen now who's faithful, who is not, who is going to continue to walk in this path. So his first bowl of wrath comes down upon the earth, and it hits the folks who are following the beast have taken the mark of the beast and who've worshiped his image. And so they have totally separated themselves from God. 
So here comes this wrath, and it's a loathsome and malignant sore upon those who had the mark. Now, verse 3 says, The second angel poured out his bowl into the sea, and it became blood like that of a dead man, and every living thing in the sea died. You know, so here we've got the next, first we had the bowl poured out on earth, and now we've had the earth, the second bowl pulled, poured out on the sea. I'm sorry for there was a little extra noise there for a moment. Uh, I'm sorry that my furnace kicked in while I was uh, teaching, so it should be okay now for a while, so I apologize for that noise. But as we get there, now we see that the second angel has poured out the bowl into the sea and it became blood like that of a dead man and every living thing in the sea has died. And then we get to verse four. And the third angel poured out his bowl into the rivers and the springs of waters and they became blood. Now what we see here is that it's not just the sea. Now it's the rivers and now it's the springs of water. And now everything is going to be dying in there. And not only that, they are going to be, it's going to become like blood. So you can't drink it. Things are dying. So now we've got men who have sores on them. They're malignant sores. They are miserable. They are being tormented. And now everything in the earth is now, I mean, as far as I should say, in the sea, in the waters, now it's the wrath is being poured out there and it's going to become toxic and full of blood and people won't be able to eat any of anything like the fish or anything in the sea or they're not going to be able to drink from any of the waters. And so here is the wrath of God beginning to be poured out. Now, I don't want to go any further right now because then it would cause me to have to kind of rush and I don't want to do that. So we will start next week on chapter 16 of the book of Revelation and we will start with verse 5 um, here. So anyway, this is so important for us to know because we are getting to the end, my friend, of the seven years of tribulation. And it's important for us to know why we do not want to be deceived, why we do not want to follow Satan. Not now, not then, not ever, because he has nothing but evil meant for you. He has nothing but torment meant for you. You do not want to spend eternity with the beast and Satan, because I'll tell you, it is going to get worse for anyone who's following them. And so even right now, my friends, if you're maybe just kind of shaking a little bit, thinking that you've been doing some things you shouldn't, and is God going to be kind of judging you for that? Well, you still have time to make it right with your God. I encourage you to do that. Be sure you ask God to forgive you of your sins. Be sure that you are in a right relationship with him because it matters and it matters a lot. Hey, thanks for being with me. I got to run, but this is Pastor Luann with Treasures of the Heart. <music>